You are listening to the Boker Broadcast, a War Machine and Hordes podcast centered on the NJSOB meta. Sit back and take a listen as we discuss fluff, the rules, or anything else that catches our attention. Special thanks to the More Than Dice Podcast Network for hosting the podcast. Okay, and welcome everyone to episode 17 of the Boker Broadcast. I'm your host, Seth Cohen, and with me tonight is... Well, yeah, until you're pointing at. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll go first. Uh, RDC. And... All right. Well, tonight we are recording on Zoom because it was difficult to get everybody together, which is, you know, we encountered our first Zoom issue, which is pointing at pictures on screens. You can't tell who you're talking to. Have you ever used Zoom before, Seth? Uh, I have, but I guess I've never pointed to somebody on Zoom before. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, normally I'm a, like I'm in education, right? So Zoom is the quote unquote training from the state where they uh, just have someone talk at you for, for an hour and a half or, you know, it's don't use it really for a lot of person interaction. Uh, but on the upside, I've got an unlimited Zoom account. So, you know, we're good for podcasting. All right. So. We are post Boker Brawl 23, and what usually happens is things slow down a bit, right? We uh, we get uh, we recover, right? I don't, I, are you fully recovered there, Mister Rabideau? I would say so. All right, I'm I'm about eighty percent. I got had a lot of other things happening. I'm still still at a sleep deficit, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and things generally slow down in the gaming world as we move into summer. But you know, we should certainly point out that if you've not seen the tried and true preview of the troll box the troll battle box you should check it out those things do look super cool uh we've got a tournament no, coming no, up no, they don't. you don't like them i know okay. other people are allowed to like things though is that okay yes yes okay so for the people that do like it and it's not everybody uh those, cool. trues, those trues those trolls are pretty cool uh we've got a portal tournament coming up on the 24th of june i believe you said mr rabideau I believe that is the correct date, yes. Okay. And uh, then we've got, uh, well, we've got to do something. The NJSOBs have to do that narrative event we keep threatening to do. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and we're looking at July. We'll get some details on, on that up soon. Got to have a, have a discussion on what we want that to look like. But we want to do a, a, either a campaign in the day or a, a narrative specifically around an event or a cool piece of terrain. We got to figure it out, but we'll get her done. All right, so I have a couple things on the uh, on the block tonight for us to discuss, and uh, you know certainly the Boker Brawl brought out a lot of guard towers. Right, we had guard towers we gave away, we had guard towers people brought with them, we had guard towers that we bought to have at the event, and uh, you know, and now we've seen bunkers. Right, if you went to Portal not long after that, people had bunkers on the table. Let's get some early thoughts here. What do you guys think of these pieces of train that come out with their rules? What are your thoughts? Well, so the bunker... I... yeah, go oh. ahead. This is no, the other Zoom it. thing, right? Yep. All right. So I love the idea of terrain with more specific rules. So yeah, anything that's that's like the normal terrain, but then something else. I I really like that. So I I conceptually I love the idea of guard towers, bunkers. If they did other things, I would I would be all into that. I think um, they are. I, yeah. I I think we can be guaranteed there's going to be other terrain pieces coming out. I, okay. I think so. And what do you think about the 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 bunker tower as it stands right now? 
uh, as it stands right now, I'm I'm still a pretty I'm, I'm pretty happy with them. I think they just made a change, just as in like a week ago or something like that, uh, to to give models that are in it out of action, which means that they can't contest or score. Right. So that kind of solves an issue where you put a model or a unit, even worse, into a guard tower, and they're very difficult to move out of a zone if that guard yes. tower happens to be yes. in a zone. Yeah. Arthur, what are your what are your opening thoughts there on the towers and bunkers? Well, the bunker I don't really have a lot of experience with. Um, I mean, I know we had bunkers on the table. I just I don't I don't think I was maybe on a board that had one. I know okay. I dealt with the guard tower. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I yeah. don't know. I, okay. I have very I have mixed emotions. I kind of feel like whoever gets to it first, obviously, can get a unit in there, especially a ranged unit. Uh, it's really strong. I mean, it, it's really strong. Yeah. Um, especially with sprays. I mean, so I, you know, and again, for me, maybe I was in a slightly less common situation, but uh, it was the flame guard sensor cleansers, whatever they are, the flamethrower mm -hmm. men up guys. And so it's a spray, which is just better. And they have uh, mini feet um, and they can like, they can basically get up to power 18 and then you're going to give them plus four inches of range. Um, it's, it's really good. It, you know, and in order to get rid of them, you basically have to do 40 wounds to uh, armor 20. Right. Um, or you got to somehow hit them when they've got cover and elevation. Right. Oh yeah. Or oh, you got to shoot them from the window, which uh, I think it's really difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, cer certainly that challenge is army dependent. I got a couple of jacks that are just going to ignore the cover. They're not going to ignore the elevation, um, but they're going to ignore the cover. Um, but, uh, you know, it it's funny. The more people I talk to about this, everyone kind of gives a, a, a similar answer, but with their own flavor, right? Like they, they say, yeah, we really like that there are pieces of terrain with rules and, and, but it's not quite there. Um, and I, and I'll, I'll freely admit that I stole this topic from tyrants on the field, which is another podcast you should check out. I like what that guy's doing. Um, and, and, you know, he, he had made some suggestions, uh, about rules for infantry versus rules for jacks when dealing with the, uh, with these pieces of terrain. And my only issue with that is we want the game to be simpler, not more comp complicated. We want the game to be complex, but we don't want the game to be complicated. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't love that idea, but yeah, it, it's it seems like Steamroller makes them more difficult. Does that make sense, the way I said that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it seems that uh, I wish that... Um, it, it, I, I almost wish that... I feel like they're designed for a Steamroller where we don't have zones anymore. And I'm not a play tester, and I no play tester has whispered anything in my ear. And I want to say this in a way that makes people think I know something that I don't. I don't. But it, I, I feel like I, I feel like these pieces of terrain would be amazing if there wasn't a zone that had to be had to be worried about, even if they're not scoring, right? So, um, and I, I so I, I, something something that's interesting to what you're saying is that if you look, because the the terrain is in the app now. So yep. if you look at the, if you're viewing cards, basically for your faction, you can scroll all the way down and see the terrain for people that don't know that. Uh, so the out of action rule says while occupying this building model units cannot contest, control, hold, or secure flags, objectives, or zones. 
Now, some of those things don't mean anything yet. So right. it'll be interesting, yeah, to see what they're thinking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've said this before. This isn't anything new. Uh, I, I do really think that uh, having scorable pieces of terrain in, in a new steamroller would be a heck of a lot of fun. Um, you know, I know we don't know anything about it yet. We know they tried to make some changes or, or tried to – it was a, a, a really early beta version of some scenarios at Warfare Weekend, and, and people didn't like them. Um, but steamroller really drives – the game, whether or not privateers are aware or wants to uh, admit it. Um, so I, I think some different versions of steamroller are certainly going to be needed. And I would love to see some steamrollers that turned a tower or a bunker into something that could be scored. That would be kind of cool. And then of course, yeah. how do you, you know, how do you score it? And like, yeah, and like Arthur just said, you got that thing in there. You got to essentially blow up a 40 box objective to score. So there's got to be some tweaking there. But I'm glad they're doing it. I just don't feel like they're really there yet. So we'll keep playing. Yeah, um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how things change around them. Yes, and yeah. and maybe make them make more sense. Yeah, yeah. Although, like I said, I'm I'm really into the idea. Like, if they come up with like a swamp type thing that has specific rules, or you know, yeah. whatever. Like, yeah, I'm just into terrain having good I, rules. I I agree, but the the problem is, it's not a role playing game. And it's not a turn-based, <laughs> I want to say it's not a turn-based strategy game, and in a way it is, but in a way it isn't. Um, the game moves fast, and I don't know, you know, how involved you can really get when it comes to terrain. Mm -hmm. There is something yeah. to be said for, like, as soon as you hit, like, a certain threshold of rules on the terrain, it just basically becomes impassable, where it's like, okay, we're just not going to go near it. You yeah. know, like, yeah. just kind of, well, it's like, yeah, okay, it's we're not interacting. Terrain. It, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you might try to fool around with all the terrain and your opponent's like, I'm just going to go in the game. So, you know, you enjoy all the terrain and I'm just going to be on the flag or something mm -hmm. like that. So it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a balancing act, but um, I just don't want to see it like become too much of a thing mm -hmm. where it's like the terrain is dominating the game in, in the sense like, oh, I have terrain, you don't. Oh, I agree. I, I agree with you. You know, but I'll tell you the one I, I don't miss very many things from 40K. But one of the things I do miss, uh, I used to love when they would make a uh, a box or a set and it had some terrain in it that you could put on mm. the battlefield and paint mm -hmm. up, etc. Uh, and I loved that terrain because it, it helped you tell the story in your mind better about your army on the table. Mm -hmm. um, and I saw that article, I think it was in... Uh, on privateers website where just adding adding shields to the outside of a guard tower suddenly gave it a whole new customized look you know it looked like a guard tower that belonged to your army as opposed to a generic guard tower um mm -hmm. so i see these models kind of filling that niche in a way for me as well so you know we'll see where they go with it but i i definitely really do like it and I think they're going to get there. It's like, you know, it's like everything I else. I don't know if they should be free. Like, I don't, you know, if you, if I knew that you paid for that guard tower versus that you got the first turn and therefore were able to secure the guard tower without me having any chance of getting it, uh, I'd feel better about it. But as of right now, it's like, oh, there's a guard tower. Let's assume it's dead center on the 24-inch line. It's like, okay, you went first. Now going first also gave you a guard tower. 
which yeah. is just, yeah. in my opinion, a very unfair advantage. Well, that's something that Andy said. Is like the first thing he said to me about guard towers when he got back from uh, Adepticon was the first lesson they learned was uh, be careful where you put that door when you set that guard tower up on the table because you want to make it a uh, someone really has to commit to getting in there so they're getting in at the beginning of turn two and not right on turn one unless they're one of those rare or rarer super fast units if you know what i mean so yeah i think that's an issue um it's a big yeah. issue yeah uh where can you place it and then uh you know but does this also go back to the discussion about do tables have to be completely even like everyone have to have the same opportunities no on both actually sides of the table especially in this edition i find tables need to be heavily lopsided all right so that, so expand so on so that, that. One side needs to have, we'll say, all the advantages. I need to have a wall on my side, maybe a hill, very little rough terrain in like the first, we'll say, 15 inches of my, from from the edge of the board to, into the table, should be like free of rough terrain, and then the other side should kind of have it all. So like it's like, oh, you're going first, okay, great, but I'm I have a wall, I don't have, we'll say, rough terrain so much as you, I have uh, maybe a hill on my side as well as the wall like i should have advantages maybe assuming that the scenario of steamroller doesn't change um you know maybe my flag is um in the woods yours isn't uh it, there should be things like that like where one side is clearly better than the other but and hopefully that would offset the otherwise ridiculous current advantage of going first okay Fair enough. Yeah, it'll be interesting also to see once defenses are more widely used. Yeah, how that changes that as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Then you can you can create your perfect side. Right, right. Um, I know. I think I think defenses are going to have a very big impact on the game, and I think that we can't really know what that's going to be until everybody who wants to own defenses can, and starts putting them on the table. I think we kind of already have an idea of, uh, you know, what the defenses are capable of. Yeah, we yeah, know what they're it's capable tricky, of. Though. It's definitely tricky, though, because it's similar to the theme force benefit in Mark Three, or I think even Mark Two. they had this, where you'd get that, like, wall behind the 20-inch line somewhere. And then half the time, especially if you're, like, playing with huge base models, you'd put that wall down and then later regret it. Yeah. And things like that, where it's like it's it, there's definitely an advantage to being able to place walls where you want them or or on your side. Like if you could just put down three walls, that could be pretty neat. But then you realize that it completely restricts how you can move. And I think it's going to be it's going to be tricky to apply correctly. Yeah, well, I, and, and the move in, in Mark three used to be. If you could place enough pieces of terrain, you could keep huge bases out of certain areas of the board. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for some for some of the huge bases, that was a killer. Right. They didn't they didn't all have amazing guns at distance. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it, it's like everything else in our hobby. Right. It takes some time to shake out the rules and see how it all plays. And. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, 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 it's just all right. Yeah, let's move on. Okay. I, I, uh, I, I'm just, you know, what I just think about it, like if you have a range fourteen unit, 
and you get in the guard tower, it's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the guard tower is not going to be on your edge of the table. We know that. The guard tower is going to be like a foot into the table. And then you're going to get your range 14 unit, which is going to become a range 18 unit. And at that point, it, you know, you, you're covering just a massive amount of real estate of the board. I would argue that most guns that have a 14-inch range probably also have CRA. So accuracy and power is less of an issue. It's not just a pop gun anymore. Because you would do even two three-mans. It's strong. But you're right. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, so they we got an app update last week. And then we got one this week that was mostly uh, uh, some, some uh, fluff and quality of life upgrades. But uh, I don't think that we as a group have discussed our new legacy themes. So I thought we would take a few minutes and talk about Fifth Border Legion, Signar Storm Knights. And and did we ever really have a discussion about what Temple Guardians look like, in our opinion? I certainly didn't. Okay. So where do you guys want to start? At the top. Fifth Border Legion. All right. Uh, well, it's actually Fifth Division, I think, right? I think that's what it's actually called. All right, well, uh, I'm just board- reading what you wrote, so. Yeah, I know. Well, it's a border legion is what it used to be called, right? That was the old thing. So uh, How many borders does this place have? <laughs> it's a big place. So, uh, Arthur, start us out here. Uh, what do you think about the Warcaster choices for uh, the the fifth uh, division? <laughs> no, say border legion. Just go with it. Um, so, I'm not the hugest fan of Sorcia 2. Mm-hmm. Probably never will be. Um, although in Mark II, I liked it, but she also had a uh, freezing spell, so different. Um, love Strakoff. Think Strakoff is the best caster in that theme. Um, Why? Um, his feet is really good. I mean, it's just a universal high. Everything at 12 inches has stealth and repo three, which is pretty strong, especially in today's uh, environment. Um, to have repo on every unit is really nice. Um, he obviously he makes the assault commandos hit a little better. I wish that theme allowed for a third unit of assault commandos. It doesn't. I'm, I'm sure surprised. Why. I was surprised it doesn't. It, it yeah, seems, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure why. Because if you own two units of assault commandos in Mark Three, you own four of them now here in Mark Four. Correct. And, and for a lot of the other units, I can't say all because I just I'm not sure. But for a lot of units that used to be FA2. It does seem like there's a lot of FA3 currently, but not in this case. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that he he has a damage buff now. Um, he lost augmentation. I look at him and I compare him more to Strikeoff 2. I know a lot of people are trying to compare him to Strikeoff 1. I'm like, mm, I don't know. He's more like Strikeoff 2 in a weird way. I, I, I just like him a lot. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Good enough. And... Uh... Steve, any initial thoughts about our Warcasters here? Uh, I'm just looking over them. I think Malakov has a lot of interesting applications. He does. Avenging Force is an amazing spell, although that depends on the jacks that you have, I guess, which I don't know too much about. But, so the I mean, downside is that theme force doesn't have the clam jacks. Mm-hmm. Why, I don't know, but it doesn't. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's got he's got lots of lots of fun rules. Money shot is a great rule. He does. I think he's the type of guy who definitely wants to come to the table with his many um, 
uh, Cossite woodsman as you possibly can afford. I, I, did you ever think you were going to say that about no. uh, Kador? <laughs> we need to bring <laughs> Cossite woodman. <laughs> well, you know what it is? I mean, they just made them like a point apiece. They, you know, they're just range 10, pow 10, but their rat went up to, uh, I want to say five. Um, their rat is six. Rat is six now, I'm sorry. They're like, what, a five, six, right? Yeah, That's they're a five, six, speed six, defense yeah. 13. Armor 11. To, and the defense goes to 15 in the woods. Yep. Um, so, yeah, like, um, I think that they're really good. And the fact that he can money shot them is, like, such a bonus. And then they, if you take uh, Yuri, they're still going to get Tree Walker. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I should have said that, like, yeah, so that they're, they're 15 in the woods because of yeah. Tree Walker. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. they're, they're not the easiest unit to just trivially get rid of. Not for them. And they're points. one of the, the few ambushing units that has a ranged attack, which means yeah. that they can come on the board and immediately be effective. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of funny how, like, um, it, in that theme, though, it seems like each caster has, like, their chosen unit or their preferred unit. Um, well, for Malakov, I think it's definitely though. Yeah, yeah. I mean that makes sense. So this kind of seems to be the way it's always been designed, right? It's it's uh, you know generals have their 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 legions that they like to work with. Yeah, I uh, I got to be honest, I do love Ford Commander Sorsha. Um, I loved playing her before themes hit. I like that. I I think that there's. Mark IV is a, a, a ton of assassination, and I think that she's certainly an assassination threat. Uh, yeah, you're holding on to a lot of her tools until she can get that assassination. But uh, Cyclone lets her get those weird angles and things, and uh, you know she's going to come at you when you least expect it. Again, I haven't put her on the table here in Mark IV, but certainly Cyclone... You know, whacking everything around you and then clearing a space for you to then charge something really important like the caster or, or, or you know, clearing out a, a, a zone or a flag or something. I don't know. I think she's uh, she's got a lot of application there. Um, you know, her feet, yes, she's at great risk because you have to be in her control range, which is 12, right? Uh, I, I, I like her a lot. And what she's got, uh, Cyclone... Escort razor wind. I don't. I don't know what snow shroud is. Oh, it's going to give. Oh, that's uh, that's a new concealment. Yeah. yeah. And Instead of fog of war. Yeah, and then winter's wrath critical hit gives the cold. Uh, gives the stationary, and I think that's her biggest weakness right now. Is that she can't easily. She's not a social one. She can't crock stationary everywhere and then become a uh, a weapon master. And you know, then you have to hope for that corner case. Uh, what uh, the Great Lord Turnians, right? Maybe they're hitting something that you desperately want to be stationary three times and, and nail it for you. But uh, that's not going to be universally applicable, I do not think. Um, but this definitely, this fifth division list makes me want to break out some of that Kate Orb that's behind me in the closet and, uh, and, and throw them on the table. I definitely like a lot of what I see here. And, uh, and truthfully, anytime I can throw juggernauts on a table and support them I, I i get really happy i love the juggernaut i always have one one last thing i want to say about the 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 fifth division i'm so disappointed with the gun carriage why what I, wa I want that model to be better than it is um i don't think it changed I, much I, I can still want it to be better 
Yes, you can. Okay, all right. I mean, it's got the Pathfinder, it's got dual attack, it's a construct, it's cavalry, it's got trample. Uh, so, you know, it's got all the things. I think the range on the heavy cannons needs to be higher. Uh, and I think if what, it was, what is it it's 10. 10. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. All right. And it's, yeah, speed I see what still, you mean. Speed's still eight. Yeah, or speed seven. is eight. It's got repo three, but I think, uh, uh, you know, to really, if it was range 12, I would try it. But at range 10, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, I don't think it's getting there. I don't think it's getting enough done. Oh, that's a big boy. It's not that easy to take out. I think it's, probably primary role is going to be moving in at 10 inches shooting a, a couple heavies ideally and then moving away uh and those heavies it hits them in their minus two speed and so that's it's tempo control but yeah range 10 means that if you miss you're probably in trouble yeah yeah that was my thought as well now i was Taking a peek there, I think one of the casters, I, I I can't find my notes on it. Like one of them has a way just to kind of generically upgrade, um, make that uh, the power up to on those cannons. Like it's one of those friendly models. Uh, yeah, Malakov. Oh, there no, faction are. warrior model unit. Yeah. So money shot doesn't do that. Well, regardless. All right. So what do we got? We got, uh, you know, hand to destruction. Uh, no, it's a battle group spell. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe there's be, something. Maybe there's something else. I could be completely wrong. That's why I'm bad at the game. But yeah, I, I would. I would just like to see it turned up just a little bit more. But I understand that you won't. You don't want to create a horse-drawn tank that is better than the jacks. Oh well, you could be rat eight with the artillerist. That's so. not true. What's not true? You're saying a horse-drawn. Uh, carriage can't be better than a jack but a shark can be as good as a sword so well i mean unless you're witch fire you're not eating anybody when you're a sword so no but imagine i would say if you, but if you're a signar scientist and you create the greatest sword in the history of signar and name it after your most iconic beloved general mm -hmm. the striker or quicksilver two or whatever the hell they named it and then it turns out that a random hammerhead shark ripped out of the river is just as powerful. You kind of got to feel silly for being a scientist for all those years. I mean, you're I, right. When you're right, you're right. Thank you. Take that, uh, science. I, I don't know. I think those comparisons are... are Spot on. Are, 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 <laughs> like, comparing what a carriage does within its own faction against its jacks and then complaining about the shark. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't see the connection there, but all right, sure. Simple. The shark well, is speaking stupid. of Signar, we'll get there. We'll get there. Speaking of Signar... Storm yep. Knights. So why don't you take the lead on this one, sir, because you are the Signar player, and I only curse people who play Signar, so go ahead. What and do I you haven't think? Even, I haven't even read the list, so I have no idea what's in it. That's never oh, well, stopped you before. I only really play Storm Legion, so. Um, but they've got General Dep Nemo, Commander Coleman, Lord Commander, Lord General, sorry, Coleman Striker, which is Striker 3, the guy on the horse, and then Maddox. So... The, does, it, the most... does it bother does it bother anyone that we've got uh dead dude and dude who became an orb who didn't he get I, I don't even remember I think he died at the end of the uh I mean if you're an orb you're dead yeah I'm gonna go on record saying I don't think that the Cyrus soul technology is real 
I think <laughs> you just die. And then they put somebody like that soul comes from somewhere, but it ain't you necessarily. And then it just impersonates you. That's what I think. Okay. He might not be wrong. He's dead. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Is it really I, you if they make a copy? Yeah. It's like that. Uh, oh, what's what, what do they call that? Uh, that ship where they've replaced every plank over over time and is it really the original ship if you've replaced every plank on the ship once um, good question but more well, importantly I, I mean in, in fantasy in fantasy star 2 on the sega genesis you know you had the clone lab for when you died and it kind of was you like you still got the same ending of winning the game yeah, but was it i don't know like, yeah, i thought that, but no that's crazy but all yeah. I want to say is I, I think there were a whole heck of a lot of casters they could have used, and they went with dead guys. That's the only point I wanted to make. Well, we know that it's entirely disconnected from the fluff. Yes. So... Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know. I'm just saying it's one of those things that I was like, oh, oh, look at that Nemo. Oh, yeah, yeah, Striker. Um, but regardless. All right, so who's I got the, us off track. Wait, I apologize. Who's the third? Maddox. Major Beth Maddox. Okay, did well, she, she's alive. Did she get a promotion? Uh, no, I think she got PTSD. Ah, uh, gotcha. I think that's the fluff on her. All right. She was always a so, major. Yeah. Of these three, are there any that tickle your fancy, sir? So I like Striker 3 because he has Battle Lust, which I think is very cool, uh -huh. which he did not have before. Uh, Nemo is... As, Nemo is as Nemo ever was. He's interesting, and with every new addition, his his trick gets diluted more and more. Um, although, because of the faction, the theme, or the army, or whatever that he's in, it actually matters, um, which we'll get back to. Uh, and then Maddox is primarily interesting because she is like Striker 1, except her feet is... Because she's got Dauntless Resolve, which is plus 3 armor. She's got Snipe. Um, she has solid ground now, which is pretty cool, uh, which means models can't be knocked down and or be pushed and gain resistance blast. That's good into ranged games if you're trying yep. to kill models with blast. Uh, and they can't be knocked down, which is good if you can tough them using a command card. And then uh, her feet is now, it went down from plus three to plus two pow, but now it also affects guns. So it just affects all weapons. It used to only affect melee weapons. Oh. So okay. it's very interesting to be able to just say, all right, all my guns are now plus two pow. It, like yeah. If and you want to do that, you can just do that. I don't think it, it didn't affect weapons exactly. I think it affected the melee attack. It was something like that. Well, no, it was it was because you couldn't you couldn't get the benefit of having a hammer smith combo smite where each hammer became like pow twenty. Well, it was always it was always plus pow, which was like it wasn't plus strength. So like what would happen, I think, was you would do this the you would double the no, you wouldn't double the strength. No, I don't know. You know yeah, no, you're right though. You would add you would add the power of the weapon to the overall power of the original weapon. Yeah, you would add so it if twice. the hammer was like if the hammer had a power of seven, so without the strength. And then the regular one was 17. It would become about 24 a time. So, yeah, so uh, but now it's just plus two pow on your weapons, all of them, including guns. So that's pretty cool. And then like Stormsmiths are the are the hot thing right now because you can just make a lot of attacks with them. 
and yeah, what's the uh, things. what? Well, let's can we be a little bit more specific because I have not been following. I saw Charlie post on our on our chat on our SOB chat how much uh, he didn't like the Stormsmiths. So what, we should have that? a Charlie corner as like a, a regular <laughs> thing. What's Charlie upset like, about this week? <laughs> yeah, because like he's the thing is like he he is always the one who comes out and is like this thing is nuts. And I'm like, I don't know about that, Charlie. And then I play him, and it is nuts. And yeah. then I play everybody else with it, and it's not nuts. It's just Charlie's the one who can who can really dial these things in. Every oh yeah, time. he's he's one of those guys that uh, like a Mike Ireland, like a Henry, that just they 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 focus it on these rules and they see an application immediately before everybody else. Um, and it's always very very impressive. But he 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 does complain loud. So what is his complaint loud about the Stormcaller exactly? Yeah. Okay. So the storm collars are actually very similar to how they used to be. Right. Um, not too much has changed. It's just like a couple little levers that have changed. So because I'm yeah, I'm looking color. at it and thinking these are as I remember them. Right. They're going to ignore concealment, cover, stealth. Um, yes. So yeah. So they ignore concealment, cover, and stealth. It's magical. Yeah. Uh, it's electrical typed, which is significant for me yep. because I care a lot less about it. Um, crit disruption, which is cool. Uh, they have force barrier, which is interesting. Are they, are they still like range ten, pow ten? Range ten, pow ten. They still um, have triangulation. Yes, but triangulation is the thing that has changed. So okay. it's this model gains a cumulative cumulative plus one bonus to its storm strike rate of fire and attack and damage rolls for each friendly stormsmith within ten inches up to two. So no longer do you have to draw a triangle; you just have guys near each other. So they just become range 12 pounds. I guess triangulation uh, sounds cooler than linear. So they kept the right, term right. triangulation in. Well, so you don't you don't increase your increase your range, you increase your rate of fire. So you get three shots out of each guy at power 12. Okay, wow. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's really and good. And yeah. uh so that's that's them, right? That's themselves. Uh if you have a firefly who has ionization, I think Lattermore also has ionization. It's an additional plus 2 damage for electrical damage rolls. Uh, and then you feet with Maddox and they're past 16. Wow. So, and they're just like, each one guy shoots three times. Wow. So, and you can have, uh, let's see, what is there? I think I, I've seen you could have 27 of them. So it's FA3, <laughs> or no, sorry. You could have 27 shots. So you get nine of them and you get 27 wow. shots. So, I mean, it's a lot of firepower coming out of them. Yeah. You're not ignoring line of sight though. Uh no, but you're you're ignoring concealment, cover, and stealth. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, there's that no does reason sound... why they should be, they should not ignore stealth. But okay, well, that does seem awful. All right then. Uh, so our just out of curiosity, and I haven't looked at this at all. I was really depending on you on this one, Steve. Uh, mm -hmm. are the um, uh, sorry, I can't think of the the storm striders. They going to make a comeback? Uh, they might. They might. They're not as specific and like needed as the other ones as they used to be like they don't have the specific rules that they had before um they do still give plus two to attack rolls against models with an eight now instead of ten okay. uh, with electrical attacks mm -hmm. um other than that uh so lightning generator uh can now be boosted so All right that's something um i mean they just don't have nemo three which is what really kind of made them the big deal because so cause I, I still own two of them so i'm just wondering if i'm going to be able to ever trade them away at the next poker bazaar i think so i think so they're still i think they're still pretty solid okay good 
Uh, but yeah, so... to, to circle back, so um, the one thing that's missing from this army is empower. Mm. So the rule that lets you give a focus to a warjack, yeah. uh, a single model has it. And he's, it's Captain Arlen Strangeways. So he's got empower, which I think he was one of the originals to have it. Um, and he still got it, but he's also the only one in this army who has it. Uh-huh. So you actually don't have the the freewheeling just like focus everywhere that you have in Storm Legion or in most factions, honestly, who have like units that have empower and you can take multiple units of them. Now I believe, yeah, so like the Stormclad has Accumulator, Storm Knight Warrior, um, and I think one other did. Um, okay, so I know the Stormclad has it. I don't doesn't seem like anybody else has it. Oh no, uh the Avenger has it. Yeah, so there's a couple jacks that have it. Uh, Firefly has it. So, like, you're not completely without focus, but Empower is not... Uh, it just You got one guy who has it. Gotcha. Um, and at that point, it does kind of become a question of do you really want the one guy who has it versus a model that does more work? Um, so that makes Nemo 2, you know, brings him a little back, but he's still kind of outshined by the power-up rule mostly so am i uh foolish in thinking the squire's been nerfed significantly uh i don't know about significantly but it certainly has been nerfed it used to be you could just keep loading that thing up with focus and he could keep giving that focus out to the caster right yeah no no well three times yeah it had three focus at the start of the game uh there was other things that you didn't extend did it extend the warcaster's control range i don't remember yes yeah which it still does Okay, so where's the nerf? Uh, so well, so a, a theoretical nerf is uh, if it burns out. Okay. Quickly, kind of a thing. If it burns out before three, then got it. It's, it's nerfed. burned out. And then a really what? silly question. Oh, oh you have to, you have to roll now when you're um, when you pull yeah, off it. Yeah, it's exactly. Like a risk. And on a one or a two, it burns out. It's like a rack. That that's definitely a nerf. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you have like a. Yeah, like a, uh, I'm looking at the percentages, trying to figure it out correctly. Of course, you are. Yeah, thirty-three. Well, yeah, yeah, that's easy. Um, so for it to not burn out, you have like a forty-three percent chance for it to not burn out after the second one. Uh, and then the third one, you know, it's a thirty percent chance. By the fourth one, you're down to twenty percent that you'll get one, two, three, four focus out of it, kind of a thing. So. Oh, so it's not capped at three anymore. No, it's it can just keep going until it burns out. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, I know it's going to sound silly. I'm looking at the solos. I have no idea who Lieutenant Gwen Keller is. I have no memory of that. That she she was the solo that came with uh, Company of Iron, and uh... she was like a grenadier solo. Um, for a while, she was the rage because she gave the uh, force barrier rule to grenadiers. I believe. Well, if it wasn't all storm nights, I don't remember. It, it might have been yeah, it was all storm nights. Yeah. yeah, really strong. Okay, and then it looks like I have to be afraid of Acosta again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Assume, assuming he gets there. Assuming he gets there. Right. I've never had a problem. I just boost and he dies. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, okay. Anything else we want to say about storm nights? I can't believe Sir Dreyfus made it in there. What a goof. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, the truth, I, I didn't even bother to read the card. I have the model. 
Mm-hmm. Let's see. Is he, is he at all interesting? No. No. Okay. Brutal charge on the lance, shock shield, electrical bolt. Um, still a shield guard? Or does he still have a roadblock or whatever it was called? He's got jump. Nope. He jumps. Okay. He always had that. All right. Well, like I said, it's how often yeah, I no, saw that that's guy. From his, that's from his stolen backpack. Gotcha. So then moving on. Is there anything that we want to say about Temple Guardians? I'm not really a Menoth player, but when I looked through this, there was nothing in in the list that made me say, "Ooh, I wish I did play the faction." Do you know what I mean? But I'm also not a uh, a Menoth player, so maybe I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. Well, how much do you enjoy getting shot? Not at all. So, have <laughs> I got a deal for you then? Because <laughs> Menoth can bring. Uh, FA4 Temple Flame Guard, uh, they're mm-hmm. one point a piece, yep. And then you bring their UA for two points, so still one point a piece because it's two guys. And he grants shield guard to the unit, okay. So now you've got seven shield guards for seven points. Oh, wow! So and they have shield wall and set defense, right? The mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. flame guard, okay. But is that What's that delivering? Your caster? Is I don't it know. Del- That's just what I've heard about. Okay. Yeah, no, it, I don't know much it about delivers, this. It delivers whatever you want to deliver. <laughs> right. That's the thing. More Flame Guard, I guess. Um, yeah. Fiora well, is interesting. That's, that's actually not even a bad plan in and of itself. Like, if you had four units of them, for argument's sake, which I don't think people will do, but if you did, you know, it's almost like having self-sack when it comes to guns. Like, you're going to be able to maintain your position. You're going to be able to keep the furthest guy forward alive so that your threat range is always at its maximum. Can, but can you, with the new movement rules and everything else, have four units that close to be able to get that done? Well, considering that shield guard is a three-inch range and every model has to be within two inches of uh, the first guy that moves, uh, at least the first guy will have six shield guards before you can actually kill him. You have to wipe All the right. unit. Uh, so you can, you know, just kind of keep reloading the shield guards as you move whatever you want to move up the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fiora uh, looked very interesting, uh, and uh, with her feet, I think uh, you know, obviously the way she's way she's designed really just turns her on, right? She's gonna put everything on fire. It's all gonna be a minus two to attack rolls. I don't, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if I want to face that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I it's, I, you know, it's kind of funny because like they're not the highest defense in the world, but um, I did play against it, and like the feed is defensive in, in the weirdest way. Because all of a sudden, you know, your rat's minus two, your your mad is minus two, and all of a sudden you're not hitting. Uh, and I think Temple Flame Guard is still defense thirteen base, so yeah. it's kind of like everything just goes to fifteen. Yeah. And, uh, all of a sudden, just killing these little guys is not that easy. Right. Yep. Yeah. It, yeah. I wouldn't enjoy playing into that. So, you know, um, I have not seen that yet on the table, but, you know, the theme hasn't been out all that long. And then uh, Malicus, I hear a lot of people talk about him. And again, he's got the Ashen Veil all the time. Uh, Burning Warden Night, Immolation, Open Fire, Scourge. So, yeah, uh, I think there's I look, we've been saying this since the beginning. There's clearly game in these legacy themes, right? It's just uh, who wants to go turn them on? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and I don't know how many more we're getting. What's supposed to be two for every faction? Uh, yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why I've been hearing this rumor that um, every model is eventually going to be legacy, which I have a hard time believing. But you know that seems to be like the newest thing going around. I don't know. Well, they were t- I, I, people. People have been saying for a while. Oh, they can rotate models in and out of unlimited into legacy, and you know maybe they can. But I think that requires a level of uh, uh, effort. Planning, planning is probably a better word that that the company is just not ready to commit to right now. So I think it's you know. But I do believe they have said that it's uh, two legacy per faction unless it's a limited faction. That's uh, that was my understanding. I will say that these newer legacy armies seem to have a little bit more going on than like the original legacy armies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Which, I mean, gives, uh, as I've said, I, I know I'm repeating myself for the billionth time. Uh, you know, everything that they do needs to be rinsed through the community for a while before they kind of see what the impact is. So, Maybe it's a good thing that we did not get every one of these legacy armies at the beginning and have them be lackluster and them needing several months to bring them up to speed. Maybe, I don't know if that would have been any better. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm looking for positives. What can I tell you? All right. So last topic I have for us to talk about tonight. Uh, so I played two uh, pirate lists in the last couple of weeks and I lost. And I played against a scar list, and let's see if I can just uh, find real quick what was in that scar list. I wrote it down because um, I found it so very, very interesting. Where is it here? It's got uh, I've got scar corruptor, two inflictors, two rip jaws, axaria wraith blade, slaughter gerlach slaughterborn misery cage, satixis blood priestess raider captain blighted trollkin. Marauders one, two, Blood Gorgers one, Blood Gorgers two, Jessica Blood Tongue, Shard Dirge Seers, Shard Ogren Ironmongers, a uh, hundred point list, and holy crap, I couldn't punch through that. Now, while we certainly can argue that Horuskaha doesn't have all the tools that he wants yet, and I'm not really playing with with my full faction. I will once I get to the store this week and pick up my uh, my new expansion box. But that's neither here nor there. Um, it, but we 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 certainly talked a lot about how inf- infantry machine is gone. Yet the last three games I've been plowed under by infantry. So is infantry machine dead? And what I want to know is what do you consider infantry machine? And then you know what is the state of it here in Mark IV? Who wants to start? I'll start. Uh, infantry machine is not dead. Infantry machine is infant whatever is uh, more. I don't know what what would that even be described as. I guess like four units or more, something like that. Okay. Um, five units, six units, seven units, something like that. Okay. Uh, obviously, he still has a place, and. Seems fine to me. <laughs> well, I'm sure you're playing. Uh, you're playing uh, newest Signar there. That with electro leaps, I think it's less of an issue for you. I don't think that has any relevance whatsoever. <laughs> I think you should run as many infantry models as you can at all times. Arthur, what do you think? Um, 
I think infantry machine is alive and well. I think it's uh, pretty damn good. And I think, uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny. I, there's, there's some themes that uh, I'm noticing in, in armies in general. I, I find like Signar has a lot of attacks that it can do. Yep. Which um, would kind of kill off infantry machine. But the other factions, I, I think they kind of struggle with uh, having enough activations to kill off that many dudes. Well, yeah. they just don't have the volume of attacks. Signar actually, I think, has got a distinct advantage in that in that regard. It's hard to say if uh, it'll continue, but for right now, I mean, just look at even just the Storm Knights. I mean, just to be able to put out 27 attacks, right? Yeah, like, that's yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Nine I'll points. tell you... When when I when I played um, the two the two uh, mercenary lists the pirate lists right they're all yeah. they all got the super tough no knockdown, and I took savagery as one of my command cards and thank goodness I did because it gave me some level of game into it, but all you need is that one model that makes three or four tough rolls in a row, and your ability to hit back is suddenly just stopped. It's like punching jello, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And and, and um, with that many models on the table with the super tough, right? It, it, it was going to happen. And then sometimes just, you know, you get bad player Seth, right? You get angry and you focus in, I'm going to kill that one model, even if that's not the most efficient thing to do for, for your game at the time. Right. And I right. played, uh, I played Dave on Sunday here at, uh, when we did the, uh, the Boker barbecue and he wasn't using um, Fiona. I don't remember who was, Oh, it was uh, Shay, right? It was it, but, and even though it wasn't Fiona, it was still, this level of jello that I just couldn't seem to, to to punch through. I had a little more game into that list, but not a heck of a lot. And then uh, when I played Steve King in his uh, scar list, uh, I think I feeded defensively and he counterfeited and my feet didn't matter, right? In scar's feet, he, I think he took 14 points of damage, put 14 models uh, at plus three. I don't remember what. Plus the, five. Plus five, yeah. Um, and then it was like, oh, it doesn't matter that you feed it because everything's dead, right? It was um, uh, the only the only thing I could do with Haruskaha in, in, in all those games, I felt like, was try to create enough of a bubble to get him in there to, you know, get to the caster or get deep enough in the line and, and you know, and hope he does a butcher and and survives with a lot of, a lot of focus to then take everything out the next turn. Mm -hmm. So, but I feel like Infantry Machine in Mark IV is different than Infantry Machine in previous editions. What I don't like about it, and I'll be completely honest, I, I don't like lists that are designed to run super far forward, go first, and keep you out of the zones. I, it, that, I don't feel like I'm playing the game at that point. I feel like I'm, I'm I don't know, it, it, it's like the old uh, Magnus Two Feet, where on certain scenarios, he feeded turn one and you, lost, and you just lost the game. Like the, mm -hmm. the entire game was three minutes. So I don't like lists that are designed that way. But I also feel like Infantry Machine in Mark IV is more of a one-trick pony. If you have a way through or if you've got really good dice, you just get through that that one turn of super tough and you make it into a back line, it's a different game. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Steve? Am I calling that one right or? Sure. <laughs> Were you listening or? I was I was half listening. <laughs> Thank you for that support. I had support, so. <laughs> I, 
I, yeah, it's something I didn't think of. We could certainly start discussing beverages if we Zoom, mm. uh, although I do prefer recording in person. Um, but the other thing, that, and this came out of the discussion at, uh, that we were having at uh, the Boker Barbecue on Sunday, um, you know, back to that idea of steamroller, right, and steamroller driving the game and everything else. Would we have as much infantry machine if we didn't have scenarios that you could be locked out of with infantry? I mean, it, it, if they, if they're not, I mean, if there were no zones that could be controlled by infantry, I'd still bring infantry. Sure. So, I mean, but would the yeah. would this would the five to seven imp, uh, unit list be as effective? And we don't know, but my guess would be no. Mm. Um, and, and I think it was Steve King uh, who who had said, you know, the problem is, is that, uh, you know, we spend so much time complaining about live versus dead scenarios that we kind of locked ourselves into a certain style of scenario that requires a very static set of lists to be successful within. Um, and I think it was his suggestion and it wasn't, he said this, and if I recall the conversation correctly, he said this wasn't his original idea, but this is something that he, uh, uh, that he had seen other game systems do is that you develop offensive scenarios and defensive scenarios. You don't worry about terms like live or dead. Mm -hmm. And then in the organizer packet, um, you put things in there like, okay, you need to have X number of defensive scenarios, X number of offensive scenarios, X number of however you want to design the scenario. And then, you know, in your three to four uh, to five round tournament, well, I'm going to expect, you know, these different types of scenarios, everything can't be my scar list with all the trolls because it's not going to be effective into every one of those scenarios. Mm hmm. Yeah, the only the tricky part is when you get to like an odd number of scenarios, um, and I guess it, it must be doable. So like when you do when you do um, debate, like I did debate in high school, and it would be this like there's two positions that you take, and so throughout the tournament you have to have one or the other. Like you do both, um, but if you only have three rounds, then some people are going to play two defensive scenarios and one offensive, and some people are going to play one offense, uh, one defensive and two offensive, you know, and it's kind of, yeah, yeah. it makes it a little more complicated. Like the pairing process becomes more complicated because you have to think about like, what have they already done? Cause you don't want somebody playing offensive all day. You know? Yeah. 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 You know, like I said, this was just uh, this was barbecue talk, right? We're all playing games and eating good food. And um, Arthur, you've been oddly silent on this issue. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I have too much of an opinion on it. Okay. I. I. I'm shocked that that is your response, but you are allowed to actually not have an opinion. I think it actually shows a lot of personal growth for you. Well, wait a minute. Hang on. What were we talking about again? Just so I know. I want to be sure. A, about it. No, no. This yeah, is actually a really good segue into the newest segment wanna... in 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 the Boker broadcast. Arthur, did you bring us a top five list? You know, I did. I would love to know what is in your top five list this week, sir. So today's top five or this week's top five is the five best toppings on a pizza. All right. Because, you know, there are people out there who are fucking heathens and they eat things like pineapple or ham or spam or ranch dressing or barbecue chicken. And none of these people believe chicken. in God? Oh, no, 
and all of those people, since we're in this douchey fucking time of life, uh, they're all culturally appropriating my food, and therefore they should all be ashamed of themselves. Um, and they all suck for eating those things. And if they found religion, would they stop liking these things? I'm just trying to get the heathen part of this down. Yes, absolutely. Okay, good. All right. Yes. Because, you know, yeah, you just don't eat those things. That's disgusting. So what do the good God-fearing people of the world put on their pizza? Well, you know what? As Rabidou pointed out in the beginning, and he's actually 100% correct, sometimes the best topping is nothing. Mm. Clever, you know? clever. Yeah. yeah. Every if topping is, is a cover-up. If, if it's a good pizza, it doesn't need anything. All right. You know, I go to my favorite P3. I've never ordered anything but a plain pie. Because the plain pie is the right is the right way to do it. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, number two. Or number four. Uh, is sausage. Yeah, number four. Sausage. It's like cheese, but then it also has delicious sausage on it, which makes it even better. Okay. I've never had it, but I'll take your word for it. Yes, that's true. Um, next, moving right along. It's going to be a good old-fashioned meatball. Can't go wrong. Meatballs are delicious. And on pizza, they work. Is it significantly different than sausage in terms of uh, flavor? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm genuinely asking because I've never had yes. meatball on a pizza. Okay. No, no, it's 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 definitely different. Uh, it's kind of like getting a little meatball palm, but, you know, in pizza form in a weird way. All right. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, my number two on the list because I'm counting down, you know, in case you didn't realize. I do. It's actually, it's actually regatta because regatta is amazing cheese. And, um, you know, you add that on there and it's absolutely delicious. That I could actually have. And uh, I, I will try it. Yeah. I, you, I, I, I no, can no, have... You can have meatball because most um, restaurants, to, in order to cater to people, will only use beef in their meatballs. But I can't, can't have the, the beef meat. and cheese. I can't have the meat on the cheese. Oh, yeah. Duh. What's the matter with me? I don't know what the matter with you, but I can have the regatta. Regatta, yeah. Um, and then the best pizza topping of all time is meatball, regatta, and sausage. <laughs> mm. Which is I honestly. I seen that coming. <laughs> you should have. It's, it's honestly my favorite part. Okay. I'm yeah, really surprised I mean, that pepperoni didn't make the list. Too oily. Mm. Now, you know, there is one place um, that that is one of the pies that you get, uh, but it's not just pepperoni. It's um, it's a stuffed pie. They call it the Roman pie. So it's a stuffed Sicilian. So it's got two crusts, top and bottom. Mm. And it has no tomato sauce. It mm. is pepperoni, uh, mozzarella, sausage, and potato. Mm. Interesting. It's a heavy... Pie. You're only yeah. is that a pizza? Is that really a pizza? That sounds like as much of a pizza as deep dish. It's it is thicker, but it's which good. I think we can all agree is not pizza. Still well, good. you know what it is? It's, it's got the word Roman in it, so it's automatically awesome. <laughs> oh, that's fair. <laughs> right. All right. Well, what a remarkably non-controversial topic for you today, sir. We thank you. All right. Except for the, be except for the beginning rant, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had to get something in there. Yeah, look, I mean, what's a Boker broadcast without you dropping a couple of F-bombs? Uh, well, so... if you want, next next month, next week, next year, 
I'll, I'll do the top five favorite rap songs. Uh, and I think uh, Boycott Target right now is number one on my list. So just because I find it all funny. Gotcha. All right. So this brings us to our closing. Mr. Rabido, do you have any closing thoughts? No, I just want to play more games. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, well, yeah, oh, I actually, think... no, I guess I do have a closing thought. Um, because I'm looking over at my models, my new uh, Storm Legion expansion box models, and they're great. They're great models. Uh, you might have heard the rumors. They're true. The, every single model is a single piece. There's no assembly wow. other than sticking it to the base. Nice. So it's pretty great. Pretty great. New models. Heard it here first. Mr. Continelli, Continelli, any closing thoughts, sir? So the Gay Pride Parade in Asbury Park is next weekend. I'm probably going to have to go. Excellent. So there you go. That's where I'll be. All right. Okay. Well, until then, this is Seth Cohen saying, if you're not ready to have the conversation with your daughter about corsets, then don't take her to the Renaissance Festival. <laughs>